0: Welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. $120,000 of student debt paid off in 10 months. This is my story on how and why I made this happen. So, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited about this story because $120,000 of student debt, and in 10 months, there were so many lessons, so many experiences, so many memories that actually propelled my success quite a bit. And I'm excited to share this because the things that I learned about wealth and money and abundance with this journey, with this story, shaped the rest of my business success. So I'm excited to dive in and share with you why I made this decision happen and how I I made this decision happen. So when I got out of school, there was this no interest period. And I can't remember how long it was. I, I think it was six months where there was no interest on your student loans And so I had decided that once that no interest period was over, I was going to start paying back my my student loans. This was a very big deal for me because I had a lot of issues around money. I had a lot of issues around lack. I was scared of money. I was always worried about it. I was worried about what was going to happen. I didn't know how money was going to flow in. Like There was a lot of coding. There was a lot of what I call wounds around wealth and around money. And so these student loans were a big deal because I hid from them. Whenever I would get a letter in the na- in the mail, I had two loans. I had ones from the Ontario government, OSAP, and then I also had a private bank loan, too. And so whenever I would get these notices, I would ignore them. I would I would delete the emails. If it came in the mail, I would fold it into a nice tiny little ball and I would stick it in my desk later to be thrown in the garbage. I would shred them. I would not open it. I did not want to see what the number was. I held so much guilt, so much, much shame around it. I was scared of it. So I thought, you know what? Let's not think about it. Let's pretend it doesn't exist. (laughs) Let's ignore the problem until we actually have to look at it. And so that was my relationship with money of ignore it. There's not enough to go around. I'm ashamed of it. I'm fearful of it. I don't want to see it. Ignore, ignore, ignore. That was my energy. And so I knew that, okay, we've got to start paying this back. There's the interest is going to start collecting. So, okay, let's face the fear. Let's face the situation and let's commit to a date. Now, one of the things, and, and this is the biggest thing I find with manifestation is people will set deadlines and I did not. And this was actually a great thing that I did is I did not set a deadline. I just start. I said, start date. I said, on this date, I'm going to start paying it back. And this released a lot of pressure because when we set deadlines with, with our, our goals, I find this creates a lot of really intense attached energy to it. And I didn't want that. I just said, you know what, I'm going to start committing to this. I wasn't really making very much to any money in my business, but I just set the intention that I'm going to I'm going to start looking at it. I'm going to start focusing on it. My energy is going to go towards this. Where your attention goes, the energy flows. So biggest thing that I did for myself right away is I released the deadline. I released the stress. I released the expectation and just said, on this date, my energy, my attention is going to go to this student loan. Now, full transparency. If I was working with a financial advisor right now, they would probably say, you know, your interest rate was really low. Let's take the money that you're making and invest it in something that would get a better return. That probably would have made me more money babies, but, but the journey to paying off this $120,000, I learned so much about my money mindset, my magnetism manifestation, the law of attraction, abundance, working through money wounds. I would not have learned all of that if I didn't go through this experience. So although logically it would have made more sense to just invest it in something with a higher return, that journey propelled my success. It fueled my success. It changed everything for me from going from this this young, just out of school. Practitioner who had a lot of debt, a lot of money fears, a lot of wounds, a lot of anchored in lack, like all of these things, to saying, you know what, I'm going to start focusing on this to becoming someone who changed her mindset completely, who started stepping into abundance, who started to understand the energetics of money. So I'm so grateful that I made that decision because on paper, you know, a financial advisor would probably say well, that was silly. But for my success and to be where I am right now, I had to go through this experience. I had to. Now, the second thing that I did really, really well is when I committed to this, when I put my attention on paying off the the loans, this decision was anchored in self-love, self-respect, a higher version of self-worth. Now, when we set goals, often two reasons. One's a higher self, which is what I set this vision on. It was a higher self. The other reason we we tend to set goals might be from our our ego or from a wound, right? If I was looking at these student loans and saying, I have to pay them off because they're stressful they're i'm ashamed they i have to pay it off because someone else told me to right if the goal is anchored in lack or a wound or a perception then it's not going to go as well there's going to be a lot of guilt or coding around it but for me this this vision of paying off the student loans was anchored in this feeling of success of pride like when i thought about paying them off it wasn't relief but a feeling of success like i was going to be so proud of myself when i paid them off so it was my first lesson in understanding the intention and the essence behind each goal like why are we doing this what is the vision how do we want to feel because sometimes when we set the goal it's from a place of i feel crappy and so if i if i do this i'm going to feel less crappy where it was mine was I'm starting to understand money. I'm starting to understand abundance. I'm starting to understand wealth. So this goal has to be anchored in a place of higher self-worth, higher self-respect. Like I am excited to pay this off because I want to feel this success, this overflow, this feeling of pride to do it. So the vision was anchored in that, not off of lack. Now, when I first committed to paying off this significant amount of money, I wasn't I wasn't making Much money at all, right? I had to clean up a lot of my expenses. And so the commitment, you know, where your attention goes, energy flows. So I committed to paying it off and I cleaned up anything else in my life that was maybe pulling money to other places that weren't necessary. So I made quite a bit of sacrifices we and Kirk my partner made quite a bit of sacrifices. We decided to move into my my parents' house and although we had to pay rent it was significantly less than what we'd be paying if we lived on our own. So I lost a lot of privacy. The the basement I moved into wasn't a separated basement apartment. It was Basically connected to the house, there was a staircase, open staircase, so you could very easily and clearly hear and see people that were upstairs, and there was no, very little privacy. The basement floor to the upstairs floor, you could hear everything. So we sacrificed a lot. We we sacrificed a lot of our privacy. I built my my business in my parents' basement where my mom would be vacuuming. She would have customers upstairs. She would be yelling down saying, Alicia, your laundry is done, right? There was a lot of sacrifices that I had to make to make this commitment to building my business. So I also had to learn a lot about patience in this journey as well. Kirk made big sacrifices because we were close to his job and then now he was traveling two hours in the morning, we were waking up at 3.30 a.m. so that we could both go practice. I practice yoga. He went to the gym. He did a full day of work. And then he was driving home in rush hour traffic. And so he made huge sacrifices to make this happen. And there was a lot of resistance. I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose my privacy. I wanted my own house. I wanted my own space. But he, first of all, could see the, the vision. My dad could see the vision that, you know, if you move back here, you're going to be paying half of the, the the rent, and you can really focus that money going to where you want it to go, whether it's building your business or paying off the student loans. So there was sacrifices. I had to clean up a lot of these energy leaks. I had to clean up a lot of the, the, the things I was enjoying doing. But for me, it felt good because the vision was being debt-free. That was the vision. And the vision was stronger than anything else. And so I was willing to make sacrifices in order for it to happen. And Kirk was willing to make the sacrifices in order for it to happen. So that's the first thing I wanted to share was the vision was anchored in abundance. The vision was anchored in a higher version of my, myself. And that's really important. The second thing is I did have help, right? I did have a partner who was working a full-time job and my parents allowed us and four dogs to move into their basement. So there was sacrifices that had to be made in order to make this happen. But now I wanna share some of the lessons because what I learned through this journey has has moved forward in my business because as I was learning it here, I realized, wow, this stuff is really working. And I took the lessons and the codes that I was learning through this experience of paying off $120,000 and amplified it throughout the rest of my business. And I still do these practices to this day. So the first thing that I did is I actually looked at the numbers. There was a lot of shame around this debt for me. There was a lot of fear around this debt for me, which is why I was avoiding the letters. I was avoiding the notifications. I was avoiding it all. And so when we avoid it, it, it's this out of sight, out of mind, and, and the shame around it. And I knew that if I wanted to, Really get control of this and and start paying it off in a healthy manner. That I had to deal with that. I had to deal with the shame. I had to deal with the avoidance. So I put the numbers out in front of me and really started to form a relationship with them, a healthy relationship with this debt. Because if there's shame every time I'm going to pay it off, there's going to be this feeling of guilt. There's going to be this like low energy frequency attached to that, and I didn't want that. I wanted this healthy relationship with this debt. I wanted to look at it and and know it, understand it, and not have any of the shame attached to it. There was a lot of shame with money. I had a lot of coding around money makes you bad, money makes you evil. And so those came to the, the forefront and I had to really look at those and start understanding where they came from and if I could potentially rewire them and view money as something different. So for me, it was looking at these numbers and understanding who, where I owed the money to, what was the interest rate? How did I want to, how did I want to plan this out? How did I want to pay this back? What was the plan of attack? So for me, the most logical thing was you pay off the higher interest rate, to the the bank, and then you start paying off the the student loans from the government because they had a lower interest rate. So I looked at the numbers and then I planted the numbers right beside me on the wall beside my computer desk so that every day I could look at them, have that relationship to them. So they were right beside me every day and I just started to normalize the debt. So at first, when I looked at the numbers, it was a gut punch, knife to the chest. How am I going to pay this off? There is no way this is going to happen. And then it turned into, okay, I see the numbers. We are friends. I'm okay with this number. We're getting there until eventually it was like, oh, it's just a number. That's my process. I started to normalize it, normalize it, normalize it. There was no more of this low frequency attachment to it because the guilt and shame was decreasing my feelings of self-worth. It was making me feel a lack. And that's not the good energy that I wanted to play into. So I started to normalize it. I looked at the numbers every day, multiple times a day. They were right beside me. It was like we were forming this relationship. We were getting to know each other, and we were getting to to let go of the emotions that were maybe keeping us in that low frequency state. So that was first step. The second thing is I showed gratitude for the loans. And, and back to step one. Even now we have mortgages, and, and we're starting to invest in looking at other properties. The same thing goes with with these money money situations is I look at the debt and I just bring awareness to it. I don't ignore it. I don't ignore my bills. I I know what's coming in and I know what's going out. And it was such a a feeling of freedom, responsibility, and just an understanding. I have a relationship with money that's a lot better now. I'm not ignoring the phone bills that come in. I'm not ignoring the money, the, the, the bills that are coming in. I'm looking at them and I have that sense of relationship with them that that's beautiful because with money, it's an ebb and flow. We celebrate money coming in, but we also have to celebrate it going out. We can't have this, this feeling of guilt or shame. Every time a bill comes in of avoidance, every time a bill comes in, I've got to understand this flow of energy coming in, coming out. And so if I have, um, Excitement with money coming in, but then I have a lot of avoidance with money going out or a lot of resistance with money going out and blocking that flow. So I had to have a relationship with the money going out. And even now, with our expenses, when we pay the team, when there's even tax bills, there has to be that good relationship with the money flowing out too for us to be able to receive more. So that was step one. Step two is I really started to show gratitude for the loans right? I was seeing them as this big expense. I was seeing them as a source of guilt and shame and avoidance. And when I really sat down to look at it and I I said, what do these numbers represent? They represent education that I will never, never go away. I, I invested in myself for a lifetime. It is a return that will constantly be paying me back. Whether I continue to practice as a naturopathic doctor, whether I continue to use my education, the lessons The, the shaping, the evolution, the potential that I moved into because of this number is massive. So instead of just viewing it as $120,000, I viewed it as an investment in myself that will last a lifetime. And I started to show gratitude for all the experiences that I had, for all the people that I met, the situations, the challenges, the obstacles, because they shaped who I am today the resilience, the emotional wisdom that I have was all because of that $120,000 of debt. So I did this exercise where I just went through and looked at what does this money represent? And I wrote down all the things that come through, the situations that I had that shocked me, the experiences that I had that really pushed me into more growth, the challenges, the obstacles, the celebrations. I just let it all out so that it wasn't just a number anymore. It was something that was really special and shaped who I was. So I started to be really grateful for the loans. I started to be grateful for what I got from this money. I showed gratitude towards the Ontario government for being able to to send me money to fuel my education. I showed so much gratitude for the bank that actually gave me this loan because at the time, not a lot of banks were recognizing naturopathic doctors and actually giving money for education. I remember going to a few different banks and the interest rates were so high they were so crazy that it didn't make sense to to take out a loan where this one bank gave me a very reasonable loan. They trusted in me. They trusted in me that I was going to pay them back. They trusted in the profession that we were going to, to build something extraordinary here. And so I started to really be thankful, thankful, grateful, and appreciate what these two uh, banks and what these two um, lump sums of money represented for my growth, but also for someone else believing in me. And I think that's huge. When you have someone else that's saying, even if it's a family member, someone that you know, a friend gives you money, they're they're saying, hey, I believe in you. I believe in your education. I believe in your potential. I believe in your worth. I believe in you. And that's what this money represented was someone else's belief in me and also the growth, evolution, potential that I moved into. So the gratitude towards it shifted this in me instead of viewing it as something like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. It shifted. Even now our mortgages with our property. I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful to be in this house and what we've been able to do. We've been able to renovate it. We've been able to do an addition with it, right? We've been able to have this property. I have secondary income with this property. It's, it's incredible. I'm so grateful for the banks for believing in me. I'm so grateful for being able to purchase it. I'm so grateful for the house Like all of it is anchored into this appreciation for it, this gratitude. And that is a very high frequency state. When you're grateful for something, it's such a high frequency state. Appreciation, such a high frequency state. It increases your magnetism, but avoidance, shame, embarrassment, regret. Those are frequencies that we, that feel very constrictive. They feel very uh, small. So if we can shift it one way or another, even if you did invest in something and there's debt there that you're like, ugh, that was a mistake. Is it a mistake or is it a lesson? I've invested in things where I actually got scammed once. I had a, a mentor recommend this company to go through for um, expanding my business. And I, I trusted my mentor. So I went through this company and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. They took my money. And then a month later, I wasn't getting I wasn't getting what I paid for and they actually went under, they went in, in debt. And so I lost all the money. The company went out of business. And so technically I got scammed, but that situation, I learned so much through it and I have memories. There's not regret, there's lessons. So when you're looking at maybe money you owe, or even considering investing into something, sometimes we're so fearful of investing because we're like, what if we regret this? when I know everything that I do builds me momentum, everything that I do is stepping stones to my success. If my vision is strong and I'm anchored in that, and the vision is from a place of self-love, self-respect, higher self-worth, then I know every experience that comes my way is a chance for healing and growth and is moving towards the person I want to become and the reality that I want to create. I trust that. So when you're looking at maybe loans or, or or maybe things that you want to do in your future, and you're viewing them from a sense of, I regret this, or am I going to regret this? Can you switch the perception to everything's a lesson? Everything's a chance to move you towards what you want. Everything is an opportunity for healing and growth. And every experience comes to me for a chance for me to move into the person I want to become, the reality that I want to create. So that's the second thing. That's the second big shift that I use right now, everything is anchored in gratitude. Everything is anchored in appreciation. Everything is a lesson. Everything is helping me with momentum and moving towards my goals. Now, the next thing I did, number three, is I celebrated it every time I made a payment, whether it was a hundred dollars, whether it was a thousand dollars, whether it was $10,000, it was a chance to celebrate it. And I celebrated. it. I was so excited to pay it. You know, when you pay off loans or bills, sometimes there's this feeling of, Oh, I'm so sad. I remember once in university, I had saved money all summer at $14,000. I saved from working five jobs in the summer. And I was paying off the first semester of tuition at undergrad. And I went to pay it and all of a sudden I saw the $14,000 just gone, gone, gone to the wrench and into their, their bank out of my bank. And I remember feeling so sad, like, wow, I just worked that hard all summer, five jobs, waking up at five in the morning to go take one personal training client and then bike riding back to my full-time job. And then after work, going to teach fitness classes. Every day, Saturdays I worked, Sundays I worked, all summer, and then poof, gone, one second for one semester of school. Ugh, that was a feeling of gone, awful, terrible, all that work for nothing. That was the energy behind it. That is not the energy that I move into with my business now. Now we celebrate it. When I pay the money, when the money goes out, there is this feeling again of gratitude and celebration of being like, wow, wow, I was able to pay this off. I am so excited to pay this off. So in undergrad, I was viewing it as this chore. I was viewing it as an expense. I was viewing it as something I had to do when really I should have viewed it as, wow, I have the opportunity to go to school. I have this opportunity for education and an education that I'm loving I have the opportunity to to live in a beautiful place and meet all of these extraordinary people and have these memories that will last a lifetime. I have this opportunity to shape the person I wanna become. That, wow, that's an incredible thing that not a lot of people get. That's the energy I should have paid that, that undergrad bill with, but I didn't. I paid it with lack. I paid it with like, oh, this sucks. So this time with my loans, every time I made a payment, I celebrated it. I was so excited to pay it off. I celebrated with myself. I celebrated with Kirk and I celebrated with my parents because they understood this goal. The vision, the the vision to pay it off was anchored in higher vision. It was anchored in self-love. It was anchored in self-respect, a higher self-worth, and it was anchored in abundance, right? That was important. So every time I paid it off, I was excited and I celebrated it. So anyone that was around me, I paid off another thousand dollars. I'm so excited. And then I also had beside me on my desk on the wall a kind of like a tracker. So whenever I put money on, I just wrote it down a thousand dollars. And then I could see and then how much I owed still. Right now I use a, a Google Excel on my computer, an Excel page where I track any expenses that we have. So paying off our mortgage, paying off line of credit, I track it there now so I can see it. But I have way better relationship with money. So back then I had it beside my desk. And so I could see every day and, and how much I was paying off and be proud of it. Be really proud. And as these things were coming into place, right? One had started to form a really solid relationship with money, money in and money out. Two, I was showing gratitude for everything, not just what I was paying, but I was starting to, to have more gratitude for my life. The money coming in, the clients coming in, the client wins. The wins that I was making with my business, the marketing and sales, I was, I was showing gratitude for all of it and celebrating all of it. Yes. What I paid off, but also what was coming in and something really cool started to shift. I started to make more and more money, more and more money, more and more people were finding me. I was starting to build momentum. People were saying, yes, more and more. My clients were getting better wins. These shifts that were, were, were coming in at rapid fire because of these first three steps relationship with money coming in and out. I started to receive better. I started to spend better. Everything was anchored in gratitude and everything was celebrated. And now more and more money is flowing in to be able to pay off the the loans, which felt amazing. I'm making more and it's going towards my goal. I'm making more. It's going to my goal. So now I'm starting to recognize, hey, I'm paying it off a lot faster than I even thought. I didn't have a deadline, but I thought, you know, maybe a few years, it's going to take me. Some people I, I heard from colleagues that it was taking them 10 years to pay off their loans. So I was thinking maybe five, maybe two. I, I didn't know. But now it, the money's flowing in a lot faster. It's happening a lot faster. So I'm like, maybe I'll I'll pay it off in, in a year. And I said that to Kirk, like, what if it's gone in a year? And he said, you know what? Don't don't stress yourself, right? Don't put pressure on yourself. It happens, it happens, but you know, the interest rate is low. Like, don't don't stress it. And so I'm like, but it's happening so fast. So those were the first three things I really anchored into that still move into my business today. Now, the next stuff that started to come up was these money triggers, these money wounds. And I started to really evaluate them and and look at them. Why was I feeling this way about receiving? Why was I feeling this way about money? And instead of avoiding them, which is what I did in the past, I started to look at them I started to look at the source. Where is this wound coming from? What beliefs do I have around money, wealth, abundance, receiving? Are they beliefs that are actually anchoring in my future, my vision, or are they holding me back? So I did a lot of work at just recognizing these patterns, recognizing where these codes were and starting to slowly shift them shift myself from a place of lack into abundance. And then as this was happening, every money wound that I started to heal, more money came in. Then I started to really dive deeper. I asked my parents what they believed about money. And I looked at their thoughts and perceptions and, and started to see where my thoughts and perceptions had had formed. And then I looked at them and said, is this serving me? Mm, no. can I rewire it? And every time I did, more money would flow, more money would flow. Then I started checking my the success of other people. So what I was noticing for myself is as soon as I saw someone else achieving success, the feeling of judgment would come up. Judgment, um, almost like comparison, almost like it, it didn't feel good. It was like a, a battle of competition. Jealousy would surface. This envy would surface. And so I, I thought, this isn't a good way I want to feel about success. How can I start shifting this? How can I start rewiring this? So what I did very early on is every time I saw someone's success, every time I saw someone where I wanted to be, I would look at those feelings of judgment. I would look at the feelings of competition, of of jealousy, of envy, and I would start to rewire them slowly where instead of viewing them and and I would avoid them because I was like, oh, I don't want to see this. Instead of that, I started to view them as evidence of my future success. And this helped me a lot. So whenever I would see someone maybe a few steps ahead of me, I would say, wow, there's my evidence that it's coming for me too. Instead of it being a source of jealousy, it was a source of that's now, I've seen the example of what's possible. And that started to fuel me even more. Someone had a higher income that month. Wow, that's possible for me too. Stacking evidence that it's possible. Because what I find is if we're always fixated on the jealousy, we push it away. We find reasons why they're successful and we, we can't, we find reasons why they can do it. And it's not possible for us. We find um, reasons for their success or, or, or we give, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but basically reasons why they're successful and we can't have it. So with that energy, we're just literally pushing the success away and saying like, there's a reason I, I can't have it, or it's harder for me, or, you know, the victim kind of mentality. So I shifted that into a Evidence of what's possible. And when I started that shift, my subconscious was taking it in. I was seeing examples of success everywhere. And I was expanding what I knew was possible for me too. Because we're really playing at the level of what we believe is possible, what our subconscious believes is possible. So, if I'm not seeing examples of success around me, I'm going to stay at the same level. I'm going to play at the level of what I think is possible. When I started my business, a six figure year was what was realistic. Before that, nine to five, you go see patients, you come home and you work and you work time for money was what I thought was possible. And then I saw my first evidence of another path and I liked it. I wanted it. So, I took it on. And then I saw multi-six-figure years. I loved it. I liked it. I took it on. Then I saw six-figure months. Loved it. I took it on. Now the people I surround myself with are making multi-six figures million-dollar months. It's expanding my vision of what's possible. If I was viewing everything as jealousy, I would be pushing it away. The trigger, I'd be pushing it away. But now when I'm triggered, I look at it and say, okay, is this evidence? Is this something that's going to expand my subconscious? Amplify and, and calibrate my subconscious so that I believe it's possible for me too. And I do this work every day. Whenever I see something that triggers me, I get like heightened emotional activity about it. And I'll do a podcast episode on this too. But I, I instead of avoiding it or pushing it away, I, I look at it. What is this saying to me? Is this something that I want? Is there a part of me here that's feeling this emotion? that heightened emotion is telling me something. So I start looking at these triggers. I start looking at these emotional intensities and dealing with them, understanding them, healing the wounds and expanding my conscious. So, and subconscious so that I believe it's possible for me too. I started to release the judgment that I had for other people. And the last big thing that I learned from paying off $120,000 in 10 months is releasing the judgment from other people. We get so in our head about what other people are thinking about us, and this can very much limit us and, and make us play small. I had a lot of comments from, from family, from friends about things that I were do, was doing, and there was this opportunity where I could let it really get to me, or I could understand that a lot of things that are said, judgments, are from a place of love and respect, but I have to understand that that's their coding, that's their wounds, that's their triggers, And so I have to really take personal responsibility for how I'm feeling and understand that if someone says something to me and it triggers me, I've got to do the work to rewire it and understand it and see where that wound is coming from. But anybody, anything says to me, if I'm taking it personally, it's going to stunt my growth and it's going to stop me from moving forward. So I had to do a lot of work on releasing the judgments from other people. If someone said something to me and it affected me, right? It's my work to deal with the reasons why I responded that way and reacted that way. It's not to hold the judgments and projections from other people as my own. That was a really important lesson lesson for me. And it's probably a whole other podcast episode on how I release the judgments from other people, but it was a big part of my journey because if I'm constantly worried about what other people are thinking or saying or feeling about me, it's going to almost rework my aura, my energy, my presence. I'm no longer acting from a place of authenticity and a higher self. I'm acting from a place of what everybody else wants me to be. And this is not magnetism. This is fitting into the mold. And I was starting to realize that magnetism was actually the reason why I was attracting more clients into my world. And if I'm holding the judgments of everyone else around me, I'm limiting my magnetism. I'm limiting my energy. So these seven things shaped everything. I'm going to say eight. First one is the vision has to be anchored in abundance. It has to be a vision that makes you feel proud and successful. If you are having a goal that's anchored in lack as if this feels awful right now. And if I don't do something to fix it, that's not the, it's going to make everything feel a lot more, a lot more resistance, a lot harder. So the, the vision was anchored in abundance. Number two is I really looked at it and I formed a relationship with this, this energy. Was there any low frequency vibe? I was feeling around it start to normalize it, right? I looked at it, I brought my awareness to it. Where your attention goes, the energy flows. Three is the the gratitude for it, the gratitude for the people that believed in me, the companies and into institutions that believed in me, and gratitude for who I became in the journey. I celebrate everything now, everything small, big, it doesn't matter. I know celebration is this energy that is so magnetic. So I celebrate it all, any moment that I can. It's a celebration. I learned that from paying off the loans. Every time I celebrated, more money came in. So I kept celebrating and more money came in, more clients came in, the best clients came in. I started to look at triggers, constantly evaluating them. I started to look at my wounds from parents and and looking at rewiring them and healing those wounds. I started to check the success of other people. Where was I feeling judgment? Where was I feeling envy? Where was I jealous? Can I start using that as evidence that my success is coming? And then I started to release the judgments from other people because they were limiting my power they were limiting my energy they were making me less magnetic so i hope this was very useful i hope you had a lot of aha moments and things that even if you're not paying off loans but things that you can take forward in your life in any situation these lessons that i learned shaped everything for me they helped me develop a deeper understanding with money energetics abundance And that's helped fuel my success. Even to this day, I still do these practices. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you on the next Love Note.